Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, I want to say hello to Miss Ansi. We're so glad that you're back. And thank you for joining us this morning. And pray for our brother John. Um, I understand he's under the weather right now. So I want to, as we go to the Lord in prayer here this morning, let's remember our brother John and many things. Now listen, this prayer isn't about what I say. It's not. It's about what you say. It's about what we say together, corporately. So, you know, I just happen to be the one on the platform. I'm the one with the mic. But it doesn't matter. You pray. Pray out loud. Pray silently. Stand up. Sit down. Kneel. Whatever, man, whatever you're led to do. But just, listen, connect with God in this moment by faith. We're binding our faith. Do you understand what's happening? We're binding our faith together. And we're interceding for other people. And we may be praying for one another. We're praying for each other. And and, and when we do this, God hears. And that God who I spoke earlier of that loves us immensely wants to give us what we ask for. Even before we ask for it. He wants to give us every good thing. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you now in Jesus' name for all of the good things that you've already provided for us. Father, forgive us sometimes for our short-sightedness where we don't recognize the good things that we have. We take some of the good things for granted. Father, forgive us. But at the same time, Lord, we do have many needs. And Father, right now in this moment, we want to intercede for our brother John who's feeling under the weather right now. We know that John is a man of faith, that he's your son. And Father, we know that it's, it's, it's <laughs> you care for him more than we all do put together. Amen. You're the one that bled and died for him. You're the one that provided healing for him. So Lord, right now we're putting our faith and trust in you and binding our faith together with our brothers. And we're asking you, Father, to touch him in his body, that he might be healed. Father, there are no doubts in my mind that... There are many needs represented in this room right now. And if not in this room immediately, for those who are our loved ones, those who you've placed in our atmosphere, Father, there are needs represented in this room. So even now, Father, as we contemplate, as we meditate on these needs, as we think about them, Father, we're giving them to you. Father, spiritually, our faith right now is bound together in this moment, seeking your face. In this moment, Lord, going to you, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Amen. For our healing, for our sustenance, for everything that it is that we need. Father, we're coming to you right now in the name of Jesus. Thanking you and praising you. Humbled to be in your presence, but at the same time so grateful. In Jesus, we get to be in your presence and you're hearing us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, I pray that the rest of the time that we spend here together, that you're right in the middle of it. And Father, that you're providing, continuing to provide for us spiritual blessings. Father, that your word will be brought forth, that we might truly, truly hear from you. And we will be changed. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Hey, Mike, could you put that picture back up there? Or Mary? Forgive me. I just want to take a minute. That was a, you know, I'm not, I'm not really good about waiting and on lines and all that other stuff. It was a little warm out there. But I do want to say, that's the, that's the drummer from the Newsboys 
not new song, I can understand. But that guy is pretty awesome. But he came out there, and he, he was just really friendly with everybody and all that. But I, I want to say that, you know, the kids, I, I think the kids had a good time. I know this kid had a good time, but this kid had a good time because he was watching the kids have a good The kids were just ridiculous. But uh, it was pretty good, a little loud. I was the one that had the, uh, the earphone, the, the earplugs in and, and all that other stuff. But I just want to say that, you know... Um, was all the music there played, you know, something that I would know? No. But you know what was good about it? What was good about it is that group of people had some fellowship. And I also found this out. There's not any place that we don't go where Mike doesn't have a friend. Amen. Mike hasn't been at a place where everybody's strange or, or anybody. But I, wanted, I, I will tell this now as I've been hanging around with Mike a little bit. I understand, you know, Mike goes and he's, there's never a stranger because there's nobody stranger than Mike. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Here all week. <laughs> Have the beef. <laughs> no, but, but it, I, I just, the, the reason why I say that is because we, we should take advantage of some of these opportunities that we have just to enjoy fellowship outside the church walls but then, and, and then share with the young people as well. You know, and show the young people that you can have fun and do it in a good way, in a, in, a, in a godly way, and have other people that are around you that are like-minded, for the most part, <laughs> and, and, you know, like-hearted. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So, again, I want to join Michelle in thanking the, some of you who um, donated so that some of the kids could go, um, and I really do appreciate it. Amen? Amen. Okay. I also want to say this. You know, this week the songs were um, picked, not by me. And not by Michelle, they were, they were picked by Christina. And I didn't know what she, song she picked really, and I wasn't really paying attention. And, I, and she definitely didn't know what I was preaching because I didn't know about really what I was preaching to. But it's so, it dovetails because so much of what uh, we're going to talk about and where we begin and end is, is the love of God. But if this turns into a series, I want you to know that the series will be titled, Why Not Us? Why Not Us? Or if, you're, if you want to make it more personal, why not me? Why not me? You know, God blessed the first church. They had everything that they needed materially. But more importantly, they had everything that they needed spiritually. There were supernatural signs and wonders that were happening. Why not us? Why not us? So if this is the beginning of the series, so be it. Otherwise, Lord Jesus, have your way. There's a, here's a, a, a scripture that well, the first scripture will be something everybody knows. John 3.16. Say it with me if you can. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But see, now let's go to the next part of that. Let's, let's read on, my brothers and sisters. Let's read on. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him, the Son, is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. Okay, now, don't tune me out. Uh-oh, here we go again. Or, you know, no, don't tune me out because you know, maybe you think that this message is going in a different direction. Just stay. And if you're listening over the internet, hang on, don't shut it off yet. It's going to get better, I promise you. All right? But not yet. <laughs> if you're looking for that uh, peaceful, easy kind of feeling, hang on, it's going to come. I want to read to you out of the um, scripture now. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse 31. And this is Jesus. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, 
Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison or come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, as much as you did to, the, to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will say also to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Prepare for who? The devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. So there's a couple of things that we need to take away from that, obviously. You know, and it, but the main thing, my brothers and sisters, is the God did not create hell for us, for people. He created hell for the devil and the devil's angels. Those angels that left their first estate. It wasn't created for us. And just because we don't acknowledge that or it's not being taught about, uh, Jesus Jesus actually taught more about hell than he did heaven. He, he mentioned hell more than he did heaven. So just because that might not be you know, where we are in this culture, we need to understand that it's a real thing. And, and just because I don't believe it or because it's not taught, that doesn't make it any less relevant to where we are as God's people. But keeping, in, keeping perspective, the perspective being this. He didn't create that. It wasn't his intention for any of us to go there. John 3.36, continuing in John chapter 3, 3.36, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. The wrath of who? God. God. Matthew 7.13-14, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Go, by, go where? To destruction. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Now, I know some of you are already tuned out and there may be somebody who just already just clicked us off uh, on the internet or they're, they're going to turn us off. But hang tough because I want to tell you something, my brothers and sisters. It is not God's will for any to perish. 2 Peter 3.9 The Lord is not slack concerning His promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. A couple of things we need to know in there. Obviously, God, it is not God's will that anybody would be destroyed. It's not God's will for anybody to go to hell. He created hell, again, for the devil and those fallen angels. He did not create hell for humans. 
But yet, humans, because of their own choice, uh, the gate and the way had to be widened. Narrow is the, the gate. Straight is the way. Jesus is the gate and He is the way. I am the way, the truth, the life. Right? He says, I am the door to the sheepfold. Right? In John chapter 10, I believe it is. My brothers and sisters, think. Think about that. The God who loves you, the God who loves you, did everything that He could to keep you from that. And just because we pay little attention to it, or just because we not, it's not being taught or preached or, or anything like that, it doesn't make it any less relevant for us today. When that, that word that we just read is just as real and relevant as the day that it was penned by the apostles who were given that unction by the Holy Spirit to pen it. God did not change His mind. But praise the Lord, He did not change His mind about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So why, Tony, why, you know, God, why do we need to hear this? We must understand the condition that we're in in order to appreciate the love that He has for us. You know, we say, John uh, 3.16, for God so loved the world. And it's almost cliche now because even people who don't uh, even understand Scriptures, they know that one. And, and I want to read another one to you. First John 3.16 uh, it's First John. By, by this we know love, because He laid down His life for us. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates His own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. My brothers and sisters, listen. I cannot fully appreciate the affection that God has for me until I understand that the condition that I was in before He died for me. Does that make sense? See, see, look, it's easy to say in this culture and in this society, it's easy to tell somebody that you love them from your lips. So, so God can say, you know, that He loves us. And so how do we know that God isn't just like anybody else who ever in our lives told us that they love us? That's right, because He poured out... But see, not only did He pour out His blood, not only did He suffer for us, but He suffered for us when we were detestable. We were, we were so detestable. You know, and we know that God could, God could do it any way He wanted to. God, God, God offered to Moses, let me wipe them out, I'll give you a new people. <laughs> Knowing that Moses would refuse, of course. God destroyed this planet or wiped almost everybody off this planet at least once before that we know of. Save one family. But God promised that He'd never do that again. Because God, knowing full... full God was prophesying even when He had Noah build that ark. Because Jesus now became our ark. Amen. Jesus is the ark. Jesus is the one who's going to save us from the fire that's to come. When everything melts, when everything is, is melted with fervent heat, Jesus will be the one that will keep us from melting, from burning. Jesus is the one right now that's refining us, making us as pure gold. That's why we do suffer some you know, tests and trials. And, and as we suffer these tests and trials and we continue to put our faith and our trust in Him, we come out a little bit more pure. Amen. Right? When we don't fold like a, like a tent that's been blown away by... No, when we don't do that, when we, when we hang on, and we trust Him. We follow Him because He's given us a word, you see. 
And even when things don't look good, even when it doesn't feel good, even when I don't want to, I just I don't have any strength left in me. He's my strength. He's my strength. Why? Because He loves me. He loves you. And it doesn't matter. His love is different. You know, His love is, is unconditional. He's committed to you. You know, if, if I say something He doesn't like, He's not going to kick me to the curb. See, so many times we're, re, we're equating the love that God has toward us as some of the other people who have treated us or mistreated us, as it were, who said that they loved us. And so, we, can we really understand the love that God truly has for us. And see, my brothers and sisters, that's why I brought first this section. I really believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking. We deserve hell. We're, we're you know, we were bad. We're, we're, des- we're we are deserving of, of this wrath of God that was, that, that, that was upon us when we were sons and daughters of disobedience. We deserved it. But even though we were that unacceptable, even though we were that disgusting, even though we were that repulsive, God loved us. God. I love that. I I, I say this sometimes, but I think they put it up on one of the songs. But God. See, it doesn't matter what my human consciousness can figure out. It doesn't matter what seems right to me. It doesn't matter that, well, this just doesn't make sense. I've sinned this many times. I've come this far. I even knew about Him, but I I turned my back on Him once, twice, three. But God. But God. God. He loves us with a love that I'm I'm trying to understand. Even after all of these years, don't let the boyish looks fool you. That's why I had to grow the beard because I was looking too young. So look, don't let the boyish looks, don't even roll them eyes. I'm going to come over here now. Hey, don't let the boyish looks fool you. No. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? For a long time now, and I still, as a minister, as his minister, do I, can I really appreciate this love that he has for me? That even, did God know, did God know that the gate was going to be narrow and the, and the gate was going to have to be broadened for all the people that were going to refuse Him? Yes, He did. But He did it anyway. You know what, that, know what I feel about? That makes you and me more special. That makes you and me more special. That makes you even greater, the apple of His eye. Can you understand that? Can you grasp that? Can you figure that out? God loves you. So now, you know, I really, I'm working hard here. Help me, Lord. 1 John 4, 8 and 9. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was manifest toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. My brothers and sisters, look, it's not only the fact that God has love for us. God is love. Think about this. Again, I know I've said this to you before, but really sit and let this, let's marinate in this for just a quick minute here. We got, we still got a lot of time. Lock the door, Mike. We still got a lot of time. Let's marinate in this just for a quick minute here. Right? God loves you, but God, He Himself is love. So the one who has all power, the one who has all might, the one who spoke and it happened, you know, we can look at some of these stories in the Bible and they are true. They're not allegories, they're true. One of the things that came to my mind when I was considering this was remember when Elijah was challenging the prophets of Baal. 
You know, they did their thing. They were cutting themselves. They put their sacrifice on the altar. They were trying to... And nope, nothing happened. And Elijah was taunting them just a little bit because he had confidence in his God. He knew how much God loved him and how much God loved his people. So what did Elijah do? Elijah went ahead and he cut up. He did everything that God told him. He cut up his sacrifice. He threw water on it. There was so much water on that thing that it was falling off the sacrifice into the trenches. And he made his sacrifice to God. He lifted up a praise. He lifted up an adoration to God. Lightning came out of that sky, took, the, took up the offering, and took up all the water that was all over the offering, all the water that was in the ditches. Fire came from the sky, y'all. That really happened. That God, that one that is that powerful, He could do anything He wants to do. But here's what He did. Love. Why? Because He is love. That's to, See, I, I, I'm trying to grasp this. Help me out here. I'm trying to understand this. That means that this love is so powerful See, He created us free will agents. He wanted us to see the love and then not go to Him because He can cause fire to come down from the sky and wipe me out, crush me like a bug if He wanted to. He can stop my heart right now without even just blinking His eye. He can destroy this whole planet right now if He wanted to. Just say a word. But He's that powerful, but yet and still, because he, He's love, He created me to be a free will agent so that I could recognize Him because He's love and I could recognize that and then I could respond and, and love Him. Not go to Him because I'm His robot. Not go to Him because I want to escape the fire just in case what Tony read up there. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get my fire. You know, what Tony read, that might be true. That scares me just a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I'm good. I'm going to go I'll up there and get in the altar. I'm going to pray and ask Jesus to come into my life. No. No, 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 no. No. What we have to see, my brothers and sisters, we have to see that love that was poured out by a God who is all-powerful and almighty. And what He did, He made Himself low. He got low, baby. He got low. What did he do? God took a body. God took a body. He led a perfect life. See, before he allowed them to beat him beyond recognition, before they allowed him, before he allowed them, to, excuse me, to torture him beyond recognition, he lived a perfect life. See, he came down as a human. And he lived a perfect life. And that's what made him qualified to be that perfect sacrifice. That's what, see, he could say, I love you all he wanted to. But until he was ready to live a life totally in sacrifice to God the Father, until he was ready to go ahead and live that perfect life, he wasn't qualified. He had to live that perfect life. He had to live in total obedience to the Father. And everything that that looked like, what did that look like? Even the people who are going to crucify you, you need to forgive them. Even when they come to arrest you, the one that your, your apostle cuts off his ear, you heal them. Even the ones, even the ones who are, are Roman, they're not even Jewish. And, and even the Samaritan woman, you're going to cause uh, uh, those half-breeds. You're going, to, you're going to take time and you're going to break some social mores. You're going to go ahead and you're going to talk not only to a Samaritan, but you're going to talk to a woman. You're going you're gonna to stoop that low. And you're not going to care what they think about you. 
You're going to be standing there one day as a rabbi, as a teacher, as someone who is admired by some, but the other ones are going to come up to you when they're bringing a girl, a young woman, who was caught in adultery. And they're asking you, they're testing you. And you have every right under the Mosaic Law to say, Stoner, nah, what did you do? Love, mercy, you understood. See, he lived that perfect life. And that's what qualified him to be the perfect and only sacrifice. Hallelujah. He loved you and I enough that he lived the life. We've got to understand this power, my brothers and sisters. This power is, is I'm not in, all enamored with you know, speaking in tongues. Do I? Yes. I'm not all in that, not you know, being able to prophesy and have the word of knowledge and, and all of these charisma gifts. Yes, they're real. They're for today. I want to see people healed. But you know what I really want? You know what I really want? I want to understand this love. Because if none of that stuff emanates from that love, it's all garbage anyway. So I need to understand that love. That's where the power is at. Why? Because God is love. God is love. Hallelujah. Am I getting overwhelmed? Hallelujah. Let's go back to Romans. So Romans chapter 5, verse 8. God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still, still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more... Then, having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. A lot of words. What did he just say? My brothers and sisters, you know, he poured out his love. He demonstrated his love while we were sinners. We, he poured out, he paid the price for us. And so now we, we, we go to him. We get forgiveness of sins. We recognize the love and we love him back and we receive that. But look at what it says in verse, much more. Now that we're justified, we have been saved. We, we're saved. You know what that word saved? Sozo. It means, listen, we've been delivered. You've been delivered. So now watch. I've been delivered from the wrath of God to come. Yes, you have, but you've been delivered from the curse that is, is in existence here. I, I don't have to live under the curse. I don't, I no longer am I under the curse of sin. I am free. He's delivered me. That word, it means delivered. Delivered from what? <laughs> delivered from what? All of the stuff that says that you know we have to march to the beat of the prince and the power of the air to his drum. I don't have to be led away by my sin. I don't have to worry about. I have more. I have greater power than that because of what he's put in me, what he's placed in me, what he's delivered me from, and what he's brought me to. So no longer now do I have to go ahead and, and listen to what thus saith the enemy of my soul. There's a power in me now. He's delivered me from that. I'm, not, I'm no longer ruled by my sin. I'm no longer ruled by the lust of my flesh. I'm no longer, I don't live my life like that anymore. Why? Because He delivered me from that. He saved me from that. Are you, are you there? Look, so, see, see, so why not me? Now we're getting into the good part, see? Now we're getting into the good stuff. Yeah. Is there the wrath of God? Is there a hell? Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah sure. But He's already saved us from that. 
He's delivered us. He's taking us. He's taken that wrath off of us already. We don't have to wait and see at the end of our lives. He's already done it for us. We already can live in it and experience that. No, no longer do I have to be. Listen, if you're still struggling with any vice, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pick some. So now don't get mad at me. If you want to accuse me, accuse me of anything you want. I'm just going to say some stuff. And if it steps on your toe, oh well, take it up with God. I don't want to hear from you. If you're still struggling with smoking, if you're still struggling with cursing, if you're still struggling with anything, if you still have anger issues, if you still have all of these issues, I'm telling you right now, God has delivered you from that. Okay? Well, what are you saying, Tony? I'm a sinner. Don't no, I'm saying live in what God has provided for you. You've been delivered. The enemy is going to keep bringing that stuff to you to try and keep you under His control, to keep you in bondage, to keep you from experiencing this abundant life that Jesus has given us. The abundant life. We don't have to collect on that when we go there. We've already got it here. We've already got it here. Amen? All right. Golly. You mean, Tony? Yeah, and it's not because I say so. He says so. And we just read some of it right there. I don't have to go ahead and live uh, you know, this, this terrible life. I can be happy. I can have joy. He's provided all of these things for me. I don't have to let you know, nicotine control me. I don't have to let you know, old habits or, or these things. He's delivered me from that. You having a problem with alcohol or drugs? I don't, I'm not going to tell you. Don't go to those 12-step program. They don't work. No, no, no. I'm, you do what you got to do. I'm telling you, though, Jesus delivered you from that. Jesus delivered you from that. Jesus delivered you. You go ahead and you go ahead and you go ahead and you leave it at the altar and you start filling yourself up with the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, when you, you start delivering, you, you start refilling yourself with that Holy Spirit. And some, man, when you're filling yourself up with that, the garbage goes. The garbage got to go. Hallelujah. But we, you see, it says that we've been delivered, we've been reconciled. Reconciled. We've been reconciled. What is reconciled? Yeah, but see, remember, we were at enmity with God when we're unsaved, when before we go to Jesus, you know, we're, Jesus reconciles back to God, but we started off as friends with God in Adam. Right? When Adam and Eve broke fellowship with God, that's what caused us to be at enmity with God in our own, according to our own flesh. Are you with me? Okay, so, what, what, so now get this picture in your mind. This is good stuff here. See, this is the stuff. Why not us? See, yeah, forget the hell stuff now. Forget that for a minute. Because God, if you can understand how much God loves you, now you've got to start living in what He's provided for you here and now. Amen? So what He did, He reconciled us back to Himself. The state that Adam was in, He's now given to us except our body is still going to die. Adam's wouldn't have had he not sinned. But our body is going to go. So now listen. Listen to me. Listen. What did Adam have? Everything. He had paradise. He had fellowship with God. God created the earth. He let Adam name the animals. He walked and talked with Adam in the cool of the day. Right? He, had, he put him in this paradise. He had, Adam had everything that he could ever want, need, or desire. Everything was there. And he had fellowship with God in paradise. Think, let me, let me just, we're going to let you marinate in something else right now. Just take a moment. 
If you could do anything right now, that you could be set up. You know, for me and Michelle, maybe we'd say, hey, um, maybe we need to go ahead and, uh, if, if we had our druthers, maybe we'd go on a mountain retreat someplace and we'd go up there, get away and, you know, be alone with God and have our fun and, or, you know, just that kind of thing. You know, we'd be peaceful, no more working and all that. Could you imagine that, not having to work or not work? You know, yeah, somebody say amen. Could you imagine that? You know, and just maybe, or maybe, maybe for some of us, our idea of paradise maybe a tropical island someplace. You know, you just, you know, could you just think about it? Maybe you're sitting on the beach, ah, kick back, nice, you know, uh, nice uh, non-alcoholic margarita. For some of you, no, I'm kidding. Think about that for a minute. You know, or just kick back, lay back, listen to some soft music or whatever. Just think about what, you, what I'm trying to get you to think about. Think about what you might define as paradise. Now, don't be all holy on me. You know, don't say nothing. And don't, you know, just because you're in church. No, just think about what you might qualify or, or, as paradise or where you might be happy. What setting you may be happy in. Right? Where you may be, ah, this is good. This is nice. Wherever that is, Adam had it in abundance. Adam had it in abundance. And so when this scripture tells us that in the blood of his cross, he was reconciling us back, and he's provided for us these things, not only did he take the curse off of us, not only did he take, listen, not only did he take the wrath of God off of us, but he's provided us with this new way of living where we can experience fellowship with him and we could be the friend of God again. And all of that, whatever it implies, whatever we need, He's provided for us everything that we could ever want, need, or desire. Spiritually. The problem is when we allow our earthly or our fleshly desires to interfere with our fellowship with God. See, supernaturally, we're able to have healing. We're able to have peace, joy, all the fruits of the Spirit. Supernaturally, we can experience all of those things. All of them. He's provided that for us. Supernaturally, we could be strong in our bodies. We can, there's, there's so many benefits. There's so many things that He's already provided for us. He's showed it in His Word. Where even people in the Old Testament that He blessed, that was even before Christ came. But he blessed people in the Old Testament with some things. Why not us? Why not us? I'm not willing to settle. Why not us? I'm not willing to settle. I'm going to read to you um, that same scripture, Romans I'm going to read 10 and 11 out of the New Living Translation. I love the way this says this. Verse 10, 510. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son while we were still His enemies. See, let me pause there for a minute. I want to see you understand that. See, that's the love of God. We were still His enemies. See, that's why so much emphasis that I've put on. Do you guys remember, some of us in this room are, are old enough to remember uh, Romans Road. Do you, you remember the Roman Road? Dad Perryman, Roman Road. You remember that? You know, that was you know, how you kind of lead people to the Lord. And, and, and what, you know, gosh, it's been so long. I've got to look back at some notes here. I'm, I'm being honest with you. You know, uh, we're still sinners. Romans 3.10 and 3.23, right? We all are sinners in need of salvation. 
You know, there's none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That kind of thing. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. Wages of sin is death. Uh, Jesus paid for our sins on the cross, 5.8, which we've just read. Uh, so that's why I'm bringing this up, that 5.8 is part of the Roman road. But my brothers and sisters, the Roman road has to begin somewhere. Well, where does it begin? It has to begin in that I understand that, listen, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. So that's why, my brothers and sisters, if the enemy of our soul can get us to think that we're not that bad, then now we can't understand or at all get a grasp on how much God really loves us. Why? Because if we're not really that bad, you know, that sacrifice that he made, it wasn't all that much because after all, I'm not really that bad. Right? So that's why, my brothers and sisters, when we see the weak teaching and preaching, we should be a little bit uh, uh, cautious. That's why if, if there's constantly preaching about how things are, going to, are better, God, God has got more. Does God have more for you? Absolutely He does. Absolutely He does. God's got it all. He has an endless supply. So for, for me or any of us to say, well, God's got more, no, duh. God's got it all. But here's the thing, my brothers and sisters. Look, the Roman road has to start somewhere. I have to get to that point where I understand that I don't deserve it, but He did it anyway, so now I start to really value His love for me. Now I start to understand something a little bit. But I want to, the, the gift that He gave me, I appreciate a little bit more. I wish Michelle was in here. I would take, and, and, I, and please forgive me, this might be a weak example, but it's the only one that I could think of. You know, Michelle has the engagement ring. I remember... Like it was yesterday when I asked Dad Prettyman for permission to give his daughter an engagement ring. I didn't have the ring yet, but when he said I, I have permission, I went ahead and I bought the ring. Now, I was in college, didn't have much, uh, you know, student loans and all that. My mother and father didn't pay for college for me, but they gave me a place to live instead. So that was good. But, you know, but I still have student loans, I'm paying for college. So I had to go and I, had to, and I wasn't going to get into debt because I already had college debt. So what I did was I went and I picked out the ring that I could afford. Now, if you ever see Michelle's ring, I think it's like a third of a carat. It's teeny tiny. Now, with my eyes, I, have, I need a double magnifying glass to, sit to appreciate that diamond. But I've asked her several times now that we have a little bit more in our life. God has blessed us. We, we've tried. We can't outgive God. But you know, now that um, we have a little bit more in our lives, He's blessed us. I've asked her, do you, would you like me to buy you a better? No. She said, no. No. You know, I get choked up just thinking about that. She appreciates the gift. Are you with me? See, that's why, folks, listen, I know, I, I, and I feel bad for you sometimes. You've got to bring people here and you don't know what I'm going to preach or what I'm going to say. And, and I'm not going to say the, the feel good and, and all that. I'm growing the beer because I don't want to look like Joel Osteen. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not, you, you, come on now. I, I, I'm trying to be a little bit, I'm trying to keep you interested. I'm trying to keep you interested. But what I'm trying to say to you, though, is my brothers and sisters, listen, I want to go there. I want, to, I want all of us to be in a position where we can really appreciate what God did for us. So that, listen, so that we can understand how much He really loves us. And so that we can respond in kind. Right? Man, if Michelle said, yeah, get this thing out of here, ooh, it would probably hurt my feelings. I'd get her one. But it would hurt my feelings probably a little bit, even though I'm the one that asked her, would you like me to? But, but, but are you with, do you understand that? Do you understand that? See, I, 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 don't want to pr- I don't want to stand here and just be fire and brimstone, turn or burn. No. 
But I want to tell you that that's the condition that we were all in. That was the condition that we were all in. And, pay attention to me now, and he went ahead and he reached out, made himself low. He got low. Low. Come on, man. And so now, why not me? Because if he's willing to go that low for me, if I was that precious to him, why can't I believe that he's delivered me from all that other stuff that I've got to deal with down here? Why not me? They didn't ha- Listen, they prayed for each other and they were healed instantaneously. I'm praying for a good report for my brother John. When Ansie goes home, I hope he's up out of the bed. Must have prayed for me because I- God touched me. And you know he's praying too. So my brothers and sisters, look, why not us? Why not us? I want it. He's provided it. Why not us? I'm going to go a little deeper and then we'll get, get, we'll get out of here. Romans 8, beginning in the second half of 31. Here's what it says. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him... <laughs> Listen, do you see what it says? Could you please read that for me? No, 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 wait, from here. How could he, he, how has she not, he with him also freely give us all things? Do, do you see what that's, I, man, I know I chewed that up for you. But think about, look, look, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but he delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Mm. I mean, I want to, why not me? Why not me? Here, here, listen, if God was willing while we were sinners, while we were putrid in His sight, if He was willing to take a body for Himself and do what He did for us, pour out everything that He could pour out for us, if He was willing to do that, now that we're His children, why wouldn't He give us all things? We're His children now. When we were enemies, when we were enemies, when we were sinners, when we were... Totally. See, I don't. I want to make sure that I don't say a word that offends somebody. I guess I shouldn't worry about offending anybody. When we were totally despicable, when we were trash, when we were just wretched, He died for us. He poured out everything that He was for us. And now that we're His kids. Should we worry about, well, I wonder if he's going to do this. I wonder. No, this is what this is saying to us. How, he, he, how will he not freely give us all things? He, come on, think about that. He's, he's done, he did that when I hated him, and now I love him, and I recognize his love, and he's not going to freely take, he's not. Man, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Hallelujah. Why not us? Why not us? What do you need? Go to God. Why not? Why not? You're His kid. You're His kid. Why not? He, he poured out everything He was at Calvary. And so you mean to tell me He was willing to do that for you and now if you go to Him and say, God, I'm having a financial difficulty. I'm tithing. I'm, doing, I'm walking in obedience to You, Lord God. So help me. Lord, I'm praying for a financial blessing. I want it from you. I'm not going to anybody else. You're my dad. I love you, and I'm going to wait on you. 
how will He not freely give you all things? He's already poured out everything He wants to you. So, God, my children, I'm, I'm, I, Father, I need you to protect them. Father, I need you to guard them. Father, I need you to guide them. Father, how will He not freely give us all things? Father, this job is crushing me. So I either need you to give me another job, not you. I either need you to give me another job, or I need you to empower me. I need you to empower me. I need you to give me wisdom. I need you to give me understanding. I need you, Lord God, to equip me. Why not us? Why not us? Lord, I've got this aching in my bones. I don't know. Lord, I've been to the... Lord, is He not Jehovah Rapha? Is He not the God that heals us? By His stripes are we healed? Why not us? Why not us? Are you, are you feeling me? Why not us? Hallelujah. What is it that you're needing from Him? What is it that you really want? Now, if, you, if you're going to sit there and you, I, need to, I need to win a lottery, man, this message was not for you. No, no. It, it, this message is not for you. And no matter what you say, Lord, if I hit the lottery, I'm going to give that. Now, Pastor Tony's going to get a blessing. Or, save it. I hope he doesn't answer the prayer. No, come on now. I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm, 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 being, I'm straight up, man. Straight up. God, lead me and direct me in your word. God, I want to be like you. God, here as in heaven, we sang the song. Your will be done, Lord. Your will be done, here as in heaven. What do you want? What is, it that you're, what is it that you're hoping for? Huh? Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Do you, Psalm 37. Anybody read that one? Delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. I'm delighted in you. Your Lord, you bring me joy. You, you, God, you're so good to me even when I didn't deserve it and even sometimes I don't deserve it but you still, you never leave me. You never, Father, I love you. Father, thank you for pouring out your love on me. Father, thank you for making me more than a conqueror. Thank you that I'm your child. Thank you for the... Man, do you, you, you remember what it says in was it, uh, 1 John chapter 3? The love that he's poured out on us that we can be called the sons and daughters of God? Oh, what love that he has for us? Father, I'm your son. Thank you. And now, Lord, help me. I need help in this area. Hallelujah. Why not us? Are you with me? Stand with me, please.